let's um, let's begin. I'm just going to pray and we'll share. Father God, thank you for your word this morning. God, I just pray. I wouldn't normally pray this, especially the series that we're in right now, but give me a big mouth this morning so that everybody can hear. And God, we thank you for your word. We love your word. We honor your word to us this morning. Your mighty name we pray. Amen. <laughs> so today, keep it short. We're going to break bread afterwards and uh, share some food in just a bit. In other words, I don't want to make wait, you make wait wait too long. So this is kind of like part three and a half of the Big Mouth series. Uh, we'll, we'll call it part four, but it's short. Um, kind of like a devotional this morning. So if you haven't been with us though, uh, for the rest of the series, let me just catch you up real quick. Right out of the gate, we were talking about James, uh, the brother of Jesus, and he gave us this the, our bottom line for this series, which we've been saying all along. We've repeated it over and over, um, and I hope it sticks with us. His bottom line for us and uh, for taming the tongue is what? We, we need to be people who are quick to listen and slow to speak. Quick to listen and slow to speak. It's easy for us to tense up and it's so good for us to be quick to listen and to be, in the original Greek it says, be slow to talk, be slow to communicate. So. The Apostle Paul, last week he gave us a couple of word pictures and he said, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And so we decided that we were going to try to avoid fish mouth if you were with us last week. Um, that's the language, the original language in the Greek. We don't want to have fish mouth. And so um, no distasteful, no dishonoring uh, words, disrespectful words. I mean, this is how you want people to talk to you, right? And so he said, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. We should approach each conversation, he said, like it was a, it was a construction site, like we were building each other up. He used the, the, the construction term building. And so every conversation that we walk away from, every construction site that we walk away from, we hope that when we leave that conversation that we've built the other person up and they should be better off for it. They should be built up. And then he kind of got in our business just a little bit. And um, the Apostle Paul says, hey, I need to kind of go to the root of all of this. And he says to us, if you're going to get this right, you must get rid of all bitterness because it's difficult to be a builder if you're bitter. Remember that? It's difficult to be a, a builder if you're bitter. And of course, the way that you get rid of bitterness is forgiveness. And so forgiveness is deciding that someone in the past doesn't owe you. It's deciding um, I'm, I'm going to give uh, someone in the past what they don't deserve so I can give people, the people around me now, what they do deserve. That's what forgiveness does. And so if we were to gather up our bitterness and our anger and take it to the street and leave it there, that's the language that Paul uses in that verse. Take it out to the street, just leave it there, forget it there, and, and walk away from it. It's important, therefore, that we guard and think about how we feel. And, and the, the, we have the potential to become heroes in our own stories in that way. So the reason this is such a big deal, this is where I'm going today, is because our words are powerful. That's what we talked about in week two. We're, we are all powerful people because we have the potential to yield words, which is a powerful weapon either for good or for evil. And so that's why this is so important. And here's our verse for today. Here's what we're going to focus on today. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 6, verse 45. I'm going to read it from the, the New King James Version this morning. This is the one that a lot of us will be familiar with, with this particular passage. And this is what it says. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. 
And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of, of his heart, his mouth speaks. So that's, that's where we're going this morning. Out of your heart, your mouth speaks. In other words, what you speak and what you do reveals what's really in your heart. So it's so important, therefore, that we guard what we think and how we feel in order to protect our heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks and we're to be gatekeepers of our mouth. So it's important what's in our heart. And so in Proverbs 4.23, we're told, watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. Every aspect of our life and every decision that we make is a product of our sense of self. So that begs the question, what do you truly believe in your heart about yourself? Right, that's important. And so because whatever's in your heart is what's gonna come out of your mouth. In life, we truly have what we say. This is something I I grew up, my mother would always talk about the words of of your mouth all the time. It was something that she talked about. She always talked about uh, pushing your love button if our attitudes got bad, because what's in the heart affects everything, affects what comes out of our mouth. And so out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your heart is full of something, right? Your heart is full of something and whatever you fill your heart with, that is what you find yourself intentionally or unintentionally talking about. So if you find yourself complaining about, you know, where you are uh, with, with your job or, or saying that you'll always be struggling with this or, uh, you know, saying that you'll always be broke, saying that, um, you know, you're tired of living, you're saying you're not qualified or you can't do this or, or that the world is going to hell in a handbasket, then your language, then that, that's what your heart is full of, right? And so here's, here's why what's in your heart is so important. Because our words, as we've learned, are powerful weapons. They're powerful for either good to build people up, to build people, or to tear people down. And so I, I heard a story, this is some of our history. I heard an awesome story this week um, about uh, our Foursquare Church here in Rapid City. Um, some of you know that our, our legal name is Rapid City Foursquare Church number two which means that there is a Foursquare Church number one somewhere along the line, right? And so we, I was talking with a pastor friend of mine. We were on a district call um, this week, and he was telling me a story um, that somebody walked into his con- congregation down in Wichita, Kansas, uh, and has been there just recently, and new, new people attending their church down there. And he started telling the story about this guy that lived here in the 60s, and um, in a different season of his life, uh, he was downtown Rapid City, which is where the first Foursquare Church was here in Rapid City in the 60s. And um, him and his family, his brothers and his mother, were downtown. And it was wintertime, and they were cold, and they didn't have a place to stay. So they shimmied their way into the Foursquare Church. And, um, and so this is the story. I had him write down some of the details so I wouldn't miss it. I asked Pastor David... Uh, down in Wichita to write some of this down for me. So this is what he wrote. He said, a man started coming to our church that grew up in Rapid City in the early 60s. It was wintertime and he and his brothers and mother were homeless and freezing. He shimmied a window in the church building so that they could get out of the cold. And the pastor, his name was Harry, and he had another um, associate pastor there named Fryer. He found them, they found them after they had snuck into the building. He did not call the police, but he took them all to his parsonage where he lived 
took them to the parsonage, fed them, and they all got baths. And they slept on the parsonage floor that night. And he told Pastor David that he, he's never forgotten about that act of kindness. And that's why he searched out the Four Square Church where they were down in Wichita. And that's, that's how they started attending down there. So he shared that the pastor had even arranged housing for them after this whole incident. Uh, it's just a pretty re- a remarkable story, right? But here's what gets me as I'm thinking about this this week is what was in that pastor's heart is what came out in his actions and what came out in his words and what came out in his deeds, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, you know, what did he say? I don't know. We weren't there for the conversation, but I kind of imagined, you know, it went down a little bit like the pastor walks in and, you know, can you imagine as you're a pastor and you walk into the church building and, you know, you find, you know, these, these people that are kind of camping out, what would your response be? Well, I, I kind of just imagine it in my head, like, hey, how you guys doing? Can I help you? <laughs> you know, I don't know what the conversation went, looked like. But, um, you know, as this now older gentleman is relaying this story to Pastor David down in Wichita, this is what he communicated. He said the pastor could have told us to leave. He could have rightfully been mad. He could have yelled and screamed and he could have demanded for us to leave for trespassing on the church property. But instead, he asked us if we wanted to get cleaned up. He gave us a warm meal, and he offered us his own home to sleep in. He showed us care and concern. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so I'm thinking about that. Here's the long and short of what I'm getting to today. How many of us, myself included, how many of us would have lashed out? How many of us would have approached that situation differently, right? It's so important for us to be filling our minds with God's word, affirming our foundation in his overwhelming love, scandalous love, right, Patricia? Scandalous love. God's overwhelming love for us so that when we have the opportunity for offense, when we have the opportunity to be the gatekeepers of what comes out of our mouth, when we have that opportunity that what comes out is not based on offense, but it's based on what we've planted in our heart, right? And so how about we let those things that are good and, and, and precious in God's sight be the things that flow out of us? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. How about that? Let it be what we, we sow and keep in our heart, right? And so your attitude, you've heard pre- preachers say this before, your attitude determines your altitude. Preachers like to use phrases like that to help us remember, right? And really what this is referring to, it goes back to out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. Whether you are unconscious about your expectations or not, attitudes influence your, 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 um, your conversations, your words, and how you respond out of the abundance of the heart. Here's something very important to think about. This as I wrap up this morning especially in this politically um, and racially, all the conversations that we have seem to light fires right where we're at right now. And, and so we're, we're living, where we're living in right now, this is especially important. Before you spout it out, whatever it is, you know, out of your mouth or on the social media platform or text, here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to pray it before you spray it. <laughs> I want you to pray, because what does that mean? It means quick to listen, pray, stop, right? Quick to listen, slow to speak. You know, and if, and if you're doing it on a social media platform, 
You can say it, um, you know, pray it before you relay it, right? Slow, quick to scroll, slow to comment, slow to post, slow to respond, right? It's so important that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So pray it before you spray it. Listen to me right now. If, you, if, if what you're saying, even if it's something that you passionately believe in, even if it's the gospel truth, it, it, it's, it's, it's not, if it's not building the other person up in the conversation, like Paul was talking about last week, if it's not edifying, you need to be the gatekeeper of your mouth. We need to be the gatekeeper. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Pray it before you spray it. Pray it before you relay it. I see, t- there's, you've seen it too. Too many of us in the church and outside of the church who are rightfully passionate about so many things, right? We are rightfully passionate, who instead of being a light are more concerned about being right. It's more important. Here's, here's what I would say is James would say in the scriptures we've been reading from him, that ought not be. And so I know we've talked about this before. We're gonna go um, uh, back into it in a new series coming in a couple weeks. But what's the last prayer that Jesus prayed over us as believers? That we might be one. That we might be one. Listen, in most cases, this is what I would suggest for you to do. Value relationship over rebuttal. Relationship over the argument, right? Why? Because you're never going to influence somebody for Jesus or anything else. I promise you, if all you're doing all the time is pointing out why they are wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so stop it. That, uh, James would tell us that ought not be our command is to love one another, not to speak over one another. <laughs> so remember what, what, what's our over aching truth to this whole thing? Quick to listen, slow to speak, quick to listen and slow to speak. And so allow God's word to permeate your heart. Read it daily. Make spending time with God a habit in your life, just like you would spending regular time to to get coffee or commune with the best friend. Let him fill your your spirit up um, with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Um, And when that truth of what Jesus has done for you and who you are in Christ takes root in your heart, you will be free from the fear that binds you and opens up your heart to all the possibilities. Holy Spirit, all the time, is, is wanting to open us up to all the possibilities that God has for us. He's got tremendous potential uh, for you wherever you're at. He's wanting to speak that over the, out of the abundance of your heart. But we got to fill it up with the things of God and not fill it up with, with the things of the world. And so we've got to, when, if we're speaking out of the abundance of our heart, it's important to know what we're filled up on, right? It's important to be full, allow Holy Spirit to fill us and move in us and speak through us because out of the abundance of the heart speaks. And to do that, to do that, again, the overarching truth to all of this, I'm gonna keep on saying it because I think it's so important. We need to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Quick to listen and slow to speak, amen. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the words that you've given us to speak, Lord, and the ability to speak them. Lord, I pray that you would help us to tame our tongues. And Lord, that we would have the boldness in our quiet time and our time with you to be filled up with the things of you. Holy Spirit, fill us with your power. Fill us um, 
with your presence, that we may be carriers of your presence wherever we go, through our conversation and our words, and through our actions and our deeds. Lord, I pray that given the opportunity, just like Pastor Harry, back in Foursquare Church number one in the 60s, Lord, you would give us the opportunity, Lord, to be lovers, that you would speak words of love out of us, not words of offense, that we would be ready in season and out to be builders in your kingdom and not tearing people down. God, we thank you. Help us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. In your mighty name we pray, amen. Pastor Derek's gonna come up and, and close us out and then we'll have Pastor Deanna give us some instruction before we close. Oh yeah, Pastor Derek's coming up. <laughs> Something I had not considered. I did not look at the list for today because I'm smart like that. So are you guys ready for sermon number two? No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I'm hungry too, all right, I'm hungry too. And Jimmy John's makes the best sandwiches. So let's go to town, all right? Uh, but no, I do wanna close today just with a, with a kind of a, a thought. Let's, let's think about this for just a moment. The Bible says that if I don't stand up and worship God the way that I was designed to do, That's a good idea. Yeah. You want to do that or am I? Sweet. You're doing another thing. <laughs> the Bible says that if we don't stand up and worship God the way that we were designed to do, the rocks and the trees will do it in our place. That's not something we should amen. I'm sorry, Royce. It's not. It's not. Because I was designed to worship the God, the, the, the creator of all of this. And I'm not going to let this tree do my job. I'm not. How shameful would that be for me, someone who knows the truth, who has relationship with Jesus, who knows the love of God, to shut my mouth, to not do what I was designed to do, to not speak love where I'm designed to speak love, to not bring healing where I'm called to bring healing. Now here's the trick. The trees and the rocks are going to worship God anyway because they're doing what they were designed to do. So what we're ending with today is are you doing what you were designed to do? Are you doing what you were designed to do? If you're listening this, to this today and you're saying, Matt, I have not been following Jesus. I've not been with him. I've not been doing this thing that you guys are talking about. I've not experienced this kind of a life. That's okay. Life with Jesus is kind of like stepping into a river. On an inner tube, if you kind of get in, and you get in the river, and it takes you where it wants to go. Jesus is like that, okay? So all we're, all we're gonna do today, if, if you've never followed Jesus in your life and you wanna say today, this is the day I wanna start that journey, Absolutely, we're going to do that. And for the rest of us, we're going to pray that God would help us to, uh, to live in that river. Too often we're like, God designed me to sit in here and, and ride the flow and, and, and follow Holy Spirit. But man, I just like crawling up to the edge and dragging myself out onto the rocks. It's so much more fun on the rocks, I guess. No. So maybe, maybe you're that, that person today. I want to pray with you as well. I'd ask you, no matter which uh, person you find, your, uh, no matter which place you find yourself today, uh, repeat after me, okay? Jesus... I love you so much. God, I thank you for all of creation. I thank you for putting your thumbprint on the world around me.
so that I can always see you. Jesus, help me to follow you. Holy Spirit, help me to live in your river. Guide me. Take me where you want me to go. Help me to do what you want me to do. Help me to say what you want me to say. God, I love you. And I thank you for saving me. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen.